Welcome to the New Year, New You episode. Got a lot of resolutions we're going to talk about today, but before we get to that, if you're just joining us for the first time in a long time, I'm one of three hosts of this podcast. I'm at Tommy2 underscore zero on Elon's Twitter. <laughs> if you if you hadn't been around in a while, you haven't missed anything because I don't think uh, I don't think I've seen these two faces in about ninety five days. So, uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Glenn three underscore eleven, and you can find me on Twitter at Point Break underscore Dave. It's good to see you. Your two faces, a lot of text. Not the video Skype that we enjoy on the podcast, though. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a while. You can find the show at Where to Turn Pod. Maybe we can get a little bit of traction and activity there. Been pretty dead. You know, they say the best way to build a brand is just go completely dark inexplicably for three months at a time and then expect everybody to be right where you left them. <laughs> well, that's, that's how you know you have devotion. Speaking of devotion, how's your walk with the Lord? <laughs> well, because uh, we had a house guest this weekend that said, uh, "Haven't seen you around the old place of worship that's, too much okay. very recently." Um, that's not too inaccurate. I don't know what period of time we're talking about. We're talking football season, maybe. Yeah. I will say this: anytime I've, there was a twelve o'clock start of some import, I'm to understand you were hard to be hard to be found. I've been in that house or any place where two or more are gathered more times in the, in the last three to four months than we've recorded an episode. I will I will say that for sure. Confidently. I can tell you um, when the calendar flipped over to 2023, uh, apparently the memo got out here in Franklin that it was time to go because we were at overflow seating Sunday. Mm. And uh, that's not the only thing that people apparently have got back on the uh, on the wagon for. the The gym has become untenable yet again for me. The amateur hour in full effect. Basically, about January the fourth or fifth, the the first couple of days, nothing, and then all of a sudden, it's like they just opened up the. You know, it's like uh, maybe Dave, where he works out, where it's real serious that. Say the governor just bust a bunch of people that didn't quite know what they were doing, weren't really supposed to be there, and then drove them up to our sanctuary gym. They just dropped them off. And they walked in in their jeans. Yeah, so I, I have seen in the last couple of days a guy in full collared shirt, tucked in, long pants, doing the lat pull-down machine with the weight selector in the first slot. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been asked to spot a guy bench pressing with 25s on each side of the barbell. That violates my my rule. Well, this was a, a full-grown man. Mm. And uh, and then today I... Uh, at- when did Adam Cole move to Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that 95 days we could have moved past this... Tired line of humor. AEW is doing great, by the way. We're we're worried. We're 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 more worried about the other side of things right now. But no. And then today I got interrupted somebody's uh, selfie as a lady walked in the gym, 
I'm not one to stereotype, but it might not be a place she'd walked in too many other times in her life. There wasn't a sign out front that said all you can eat. Man. Don't shame people that are <laughs> going to exercise and make themselves better. At our particular gym, the uh, the um, fly machine, you know, where you might do like the rear rear delt exercise, uh, right by the door. So I was in her selfie because as soon as she walked in the door, the first thing she decided to do was not like, hey, maybe I should stretch, maybe do a little cardio to get the heart rate up. It was like, no, I got to stop and take multiple selfies till I get just the right one. While this guy. You, uh... While, while this guy that kind of looks like Tommy 2.0 from that podcast <laughs> is struggling with the delt machine. Were you looking directly at her, like the, the one you sent us, of one of the, I think, the jeans wearers, and in the picture he's just <laughs> looking, like it was like a still shot of like a serial killer montage. His eyes are just looking directly into the camera. I haven't perfected Dave's ability to take stealth photos yet. Uh, I think I tip myself off. I will, uh, this, the selfie made me think of it. This was not like a last week, new year, new me person. This was a few months ago. I'm walking into the gym at my normal time and there's a guy in front of me. And I think he, he must've been some kind of coach or something like the way he was talking seemed like he was talking to like a, you know, high school team or junior high team. But he's got his phone, he's videoing himself, you know, so the camera's flipped around, he's talking, he's like, see, this is what I'm talking about, boys. I'm in here every day. I'm in the gym, 5.15 a.m. every single day. And I'm like walking in behind him, never seen this guy before in my life. And I am there at 5.15. So I'm in the background, doing the, shaking my head. <laughs> I poked around for a little bit on social media to see if I could find this guy's post so I could send it to you guys. But uh, <laughs> here's the thing. He's in a gym of some kind. Maybe not that gym. Maybe so. Here's the thing. And I want this to go out to everyone that's starting a new gym routine, made that resolution. Good for you. We're all rooting for you. You can work out without taking a picture of yourself. It's possible. Yeah, that's you should you should almost always <laughs> do that to be honest. Really the only exception is if you're in St. Louis with all your friends. <laughs> yeah, the Royal like Rumble. The, yeah, right. Special I, I occasion. Like I was the recipient of that picture. So, I, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm calling shenanigans immediately on YouTube. If you're doing a good bit or a, you know, a special trip somewhere, but you're at your regular your regular LA fitness. Now we don't need, you know, need to see you just kind of crouch down or on a bench about to do some curls and just get a quick shot in the mirror. No, we're we're good. We we know what you look like. <laughs> so, so speaking of resolutions, there's one more that I do think we need to touch on, and this is probably of more interest to those listening. We've made the resolution as a show. Mm. We are committing. To getting on a regular monthly cycle. We've, That's we've seen true. the OBGYN. We've got the hormones regulated. And we are going to commit to at least 12 episodes, if not more. But the, the, the floor is 12. The ceiling is unlimited, but the floor oh, sure. is 12. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it could be it, literally 
first literally the show, could be hundreds of episodes <laughs> in 2023. What if we just but, started doing it every day? What if we just did a daily episode? Why not? I, It's possible. Does it have to be an hour? Could it be like just a 10-minute snippet? That's what the Swole Society could come could come could come in and be a and be a factor. And R.I.P. Yeah, I know. That second season was uh, <laughs> that was a squash match right there. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you get beat clean in the middle by Veer Mahan and, <laughs> and it's just over. You just have to walk away. It's just time. So, yeah, the resolutions for the for, for our show, at least 12 a year. Resolutions, people going to the gym. I do like we talked about, you know, your your faith and your walk. One of my favorite tweets is somebody on January 1st that always just says, shout out to those opening up to Genesis 1 today. <laughs> it's, it's one of my my favorite tweet of all time was from our, our dear friend, Devil's Bowl Dave, which I don't know if Tommy knows if he's doing well right now or not. But he tweeted a long time ago on a Halloween night. It just said, Happy Halloween. Here come the Mexicans. <laughs> that's my favorite tweet of all time. I think about it every... That's been at least eight or maybe 12 years ago. And every Halloween, I think of that and just laugh. Well, speaking of tweets that made me laugh... I'm going to need to bring you up on charges at this juncture of the show. Oh. So one of the one of the more acclaimed segments we did in prior episodes was reading Glenn's tweets. Now the premise that made it funny kind of went away because I think Glenn finally had his eyes opened as many have that maybe he was flying a little too close to the sun <laughs> as his Twitter handle was his at real name. And he is still employed, unless you have news for later in the show. So no, I'm, he, I'm still employed. I get paid Friday. <laughs> well, well, look at this brag here. <laughs> they, uh, oh my gosh, hold on a second. Uh-oh. Okay, we're back. We're back. Still we here. Had a, uh, I had the uh, Glenn iTunes meltdown there for a second. Oh, oh you're Did right. I say iTunes? That's a very dated reference. I don't even think iTunes exists anymore. GarageBand exists. I think iTunes is RIP. But you did have a... So you you took your Twitter account a little bit more underground. You changed your handle. You uh, distanced from your uh, God-given name. But there was a tweet that you made during the TCU Georgia game that got an audible and visceral response from me. And I can only imagine if you had tweeted this under your real name, what would have been. But And I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me. But I believe it was something to the effect of, this is the second Monday in a row I've had to watch somebody get killed on the field. And then, <laughs> and then turn to Monday Night Raw. You left out the other part. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Always got, it always comes back to wrestling with this guy. But was that one you just kind of had in your drafts and <laughs> thought about it for a minute and then just it was time? I actually I, deb- I debuted that somewhere else. Um the I guess the the NXT of Twitter and then was encouraged to take it to the main roster. <laughs> and I said, "Well, I actually dared." And I, <laughs> the response to the dare was just, "Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not really <laughs> much effort. I mean, it's a fact." 
I mean, one was literally killed, the other was metaphorically, but both led me to having to stop watching a game before halftime and well, go elsewhere them, for entertainment. The not purple one kicked out on two and three quarters. Mm. Well, which we're not all after, very happy to see. Uh, sure, but not after a whole lot of work out there. He was gone for a while. Indeed. So hypothetical time, and, and Gordo's kind of touched around this, so I'm not claiming that this is a Tommy 2.0 original, although I had the saw at the same time. How, what kind of odds would you give me that he plays again this season? It's zero. Zero percent chance this season. Say he gets back because he's eligible to come off the IR for the Super Bowl. Say he's doing well. He plays in the Super Bowl, and just like there's kind of a – somewhat important third down play in the first quarter and he tips a pass and then josh allen goes on to throw for 500 yards and six touchdowns hamlin's the mvp of the game right no they're not going to cheapen it with oh, that. I, I i think i'm with tommy not if it's 500 yards something that's never been done before gordo gordo said if they brought him yeah, Cardo said if he called the coin toss right, <laughs> they'd make him MVP. <laughs> I do, I do wonder if he was, if he was medically cleared. They didn't really want to play him, but they had. They're like, okay, we can use the roster spot and just suit him up and have him lead the team out at the Super Bowl or something like that. I think that's. And then feasible, suddenly there's a rash of injuries and he's the emergency QB. He's and... the <laughs> he's the the last option. So while we're talking about this, obviously, you know, phenomenal work by the trainers, emergency crew, whatever, right? But it's the NFL. Tip top people there. Same exact injury happens at Devil's Bowl. <laughs> He's dead. Nobody ever does anything but stand around him. <laughs> yeah. So where is the we line? Would, we would be making the ceremonial hot lap with the bag of ashes <laughs> behind the car the next Saturday. <laughs> Without question. <laughs> happens um, in the XFL. Dead. No, oh, the rock's not letting anybody die. I'm not <laughs> convinced if it happens in most hospitals he's not dead. That that's how that's how solid I think the NFL was prepared for this. Because he'd also have Ebola or what? Okay. That's that's a very big callback. <laughs> do you do you know what the uh do you know what the drag racing uh honor of the dead is is they pack the ashes in the parachute like they pour some in there so then when the parachute is deployed at the end of the run there's just a little puff that's so cheap <laughs> well you may say that but one of you two is going to be driving the car <laughs> <so>. <laughs> you've got a few years to figure it out <laughs> although I'll tell you what the, probably the closest I've ever come was about two weeks ago Ooh. Oh, and was this of the drag racing variety, or is this just no. operating a, a automobile of some kind? It was drag race adjacent in a weird way, but I feel like the last podcast we did, episode 188, I was bragging about a new vehicle I had obtained. Yes. 
Yes. Let's just say that that new vehicle has now gone straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is what is referred to in the automotive industry as a total loss, gentlemen. Thoughts and prayers to the F-250. But yeah, you guys remember, and I think it hit Dallas a day or two before Nashville, but right around the Christmas holiday, there was a, a pretty extreme weather event. Mm-hmm. It uh, brought the temperatures down to the single digits, brought Southwest Airlines to its knees, and in the Nashville area, it, it did apply a layer of ice to the roads and kept us homebound for, I think, December 23rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, didn't, leave the, didn't leave the establishment. So you had to watch your maid clean? <laughs> she was, but on her way out, she was able to skid across the community yeah, pond. And, and I'm very busy. Can't help her with my winch and four-wheel drive. So the Christmas day, the temperatures had, had gone above freezing, and then the 26th, they were up in the um, 40s. And I was apprised that the main thoroughfares were fine, and... Needed to have a little work done on the race car, and the owner of the establishment where it needed to go had let me know that it was absolutely fine to bring it up the day after Christmas because he would be there. And that's just what I did. So, drove up to not Franklin, Tennessee, but the very unstable Franklin, Kentucky, Mm. which is the Thackerville of Kentucky, (laughs) exit one. And there is a casino there, but they only have slots. No table games, no poker. Mm. That is very beaten. But also there is Jake's Muffler and Breaks, one of Franklin's finest establishments. So dropped the car off there, uh, made arrangements to have some work done on the front brakes and suspension, and started my trek home down I-65 South. It was about a 60-mile trip. The trip up was uneventful. The trip down started uneventful, and we got to the north side of Nashville, probably about 15 miles to the north, and Google Maps popped up some helpful information. (coughs) And it said, you could save 21 minutes if you exit now to avoid a crash on I-65 South. (laughs) So it turns out it just showed you irony. (laughs) So what I noticed, in, and you'll, you'll see this especially uh, in dense traffic situations, that there was clearly several users of Google Maps on the highway that day as I made a rather panicked second lane from the left all the way to the right exit move, and several others followed suit. And then we were on the chase through the rolling hills of extremely rural Tennessee. We were in a town called, or a city called Greenbrier, Tennessee. Look it up. It's quite an interesting place. And uh, that is marked by very narrow, winding roads, and everything was fine. So we were about 10 minutes into the shortcut, and I think we were looking at the map. We were probably about 10 more minutes away from reconnecting with the highway, circumventing whatever accident had happened. So who who's is this just you or no, who's with you? I was with my oldest child. Okay. Who had also negotiated his way into the front seat for this trip home. So he was like, "Hey, well, Dad, how about that? How do you sit dude. in the front seat?" Uh, yeah, he's I a think big you're guy. okay there. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I uh, 
I did think about the legality of that when I was giving a police report later, but stuck with that story. And um, we turned down a road. Again, it was it was kind of an interesting directions we were getting. Uh, you know, you spent about a mile on a road and then left and then right. And it's basically winding you through this, this series of rural roads. We turned left on this road and I immediately noticed that this road is almost solid ice. And I had not encountered any ice up to this point. So, you know, my son and I are kind of looking at each other. And we have an empty trailer behind us, just the, the small flatbed, not our big uh, enclosed trailer. And I said, you know, this has got to be a situation where this part of the road was just in the shade because everything else has been fine. So we'll just slow down. And I promise you this road will straighten out in just a little bit because there's really nowhere to turn around because there's, there's a kind of a pretty big drop off on the left, a ditch on the right. Um, not, you know, there was a, a house every now and then, but no, no, no area where you could turn a trailer. Around. So we just committed to slowing way down and proceeding as normal. And in the cars in front of us, it slowed down. And I'm just kind of creeping along, you know, about five miles an hour. And then um, the grade of the road changes dramatically downhill, just kind of caught me by surprise. And at that point, I, I kind of see it coming up the road and starting to really go downhill. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to stop uh, because I, I don't want to proceed anymore. So I start to apply the brake. And that's when I very quickly realize that I'm gaining speed and not losing speed. Oh, no. And, th- and this, the roadway, you feel like it's just you at this point? Are there oncoming cars? Are the people There's passing no you? There's no oncoming or? cars because it's okay. downhill and I don't think they could have made it. But there are multiple vehicles in front oh, yeah. and assuming multiple vehicles behind us. And as I'm starting to slide down this hill, I notice that the vehicle in front of me has just gone straight off the road into head first into a tree. <laughs> oh, my God. The vehicle next to him has gone right into the ditch, and it's then I kind of start to notice that at the bottom of this hill, it's just a dramatic right-hand turn, and off oh. straight off the road is, is essentially straight down 20, 30 feet. I mean, it would, it would be a potentially fatal situation. So I'm now faced with the proposition of I've got to either... I've got to stop the car in some way because I can't navigate the road. So my options are drop off trees on the left or the ditch on the right. And I immediately, very quickly decide I'm going to the ditch. And what I'm trying to do is slam it in the ditch hard enough that I stop in front of the car that's wrecked in the ditch in front of me. Right. But when I hit the ditch, uh, we were already going too fast. And we just started to slide sideways into the ditch, just absolutely obliterated, like a direct side hit on my side of the truck. So driver's side. Uh, the car that had come to rest in the ditch. And I mean, I'll send you guys the pictures, but I mean, we just just collapsed the back end of that. It was a minivan. Okay. And the hit, hit was so hard that the trailer whipped around and then shot us all the way across the road, pointing the wrong direction directly into the trees that are the only thing between us and probably certain death down the side of the hill. And luckily, the trees were sturdy enough to hold the truck. And I think at that point, the trailer helped us. I think the trailer hurt us because it it catapulted us across the road. But then when we hit the trees, it helped us because it's a lot more surface area to grab onto something. So when when we had the first hit on the minivan, all the airbags went off except for the steering wheel one. So all the side curtain airbags came down. And then there's airbags actually in the seat that come up that I think are meant to keep your hands from flailing around and hitting the doors. 
Mm-hmm. So because we were out of control, you know, we had hit, there's glass shattering. You're not even really aware that the airbags are down until you totally come to a stop. And then the first thought that kind of goes through your mind is, wow, I feel like I should be hurt and I'm not. And the reason was is because when I did my launch against the window, I just hit the airbag because it had already come down. So the side curtain airbags are genius. Um, it, it really kept us from having any injuries at all because the the two hits we took, the one against the van and the one against the tree, were pretty jarring inside the car, but we were hitting you know airbags as we were getting jostled back and forth. Wow. So Man. this is a... Now I'm picturing this is a, just a two-lane highway Barely. or two-lane I road. Mean, there wasn't even okay. a, a center line. I mean, this was a, okay. if there's a car coming the other way, you slow down and get as far to the right of the I road gotcha. as you can kind of road. Yeah, because I was picturing something, maybe four lanes. You said you went all the way to the other side, so now i got to re- rethink this yeah. as I No, we pirouetted, and, I and, I, and I'll send you a, a video where we kind of walked the scene and kind of recreated what happened, and you can kind of get a sense. But my first thought is, so we've come to a stop now. So we've hit, we've had two hard hits. We're pointing the wrong way. I don't know if we were, once I was able to like get away from the accident and look at it, we were on very solid ground. Like we were in no danger of going over the hill. There was plenty of trees to stop us. But in the heat of the moment, you know, I think my first thought was that the vehicle was on fire because when the airbags deploy, there's so much smoke that goes with it because there's actually like a charge that deploys the airbag. So we came to a stop and all I could smell is smoke. And so my first thought is we're on fire. And then very quickly, my second thought was, I wonder if we're about to go over the side. So both of those uh, thoughts cue you to be like, we need to get out of this vehicle as fast as possible. So Yeah, that's the best move anyway. Because of the way we were pinned against the trees on the passenger side. So neither of those doors were an option. Plus, we might have been you know, going over the edge if we stepped out. My door was smashed in and inoperable. The window of the back door was smashed out. The door was inoperable, but the window was available because there's no glass in it. So, you know, I very quickly, you know, checked on my son. You okay? He's like, yep, I'm good. I said, okay, we need to get out of the car because (laughs) there's probably somebody else coming down the mountain or the mountain, the hill, that's going to hit us, that's going to do the exact same thing. Like, they're just going to keep piling up. So it's like we got to get out and get behind one of these trees and then kind of make our way away from the scene. So about that time, as I'm getting out the window, I hear somebody going, this is, this is emergency dispatch. Is anybody hurt? And what had happened is my phone had called 911, like in the commercial, right? It's since I had been in an accident and dialed 911. Wow. So my Bluetooth was still working in the truck. And I told the lady, I said, no, we're not hurt. And she said, well, you need to get away from the scene because the troopers can't get to you because of the ice. And I said, well, that was great. I mean, I guess if you knew that, there's no reason you would have ever closed the road because that would be <laughs> make way too much sense. This person is not with like the, the Department of Transportation. They're just trying to yeah. make sure you don't die or that we can get help to you. That this woman wasn't operation. at the top of the hill with cones. It was like, <laughs> eh, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> well, well be, one more. Then we'll, then we'll shut yeah. it down. So... So no injuries because I've so heard no of, injuries I, I on people, my side. Well, then as I'm climbing yeah. out the window, climbing out of the minivan is a guy, and I look at him and he looks at me across the road, and he's like, "Hey, are you okay?" 
And I was like, man, are you okay? Because we hit you pretty hard. And he's like, I'm good. And I said, okay, well, we, we need to get out of here. We can talk up at the top of the hill about insurance or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I agree. Well, about that time, Tommy's like, it'll be a short conversation. I don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, it's a very you see short the truck of the trailer that is that is my entire worth right there. So about that time, I'm aware of several four wheelers making their way down the mountain and what it, or the hill. I'm going to stop saying mountain, but what had happened is the the neighbors and there was probably three or four houses around this area. They all just heard crash, crash, crash. So the, the guys all, you know, they're all, it's rural Tennessee. They're all hunters. They all got, you know, side-by-sides and four-wheelers. So all the neighbors spring to action and start heading down the hill to rescue people on their four-wheelers. So the guy that was in front of us that had hit the tree head-on, he wasn't hurt, but he needed a little help getting up the hill. So they threw him on a four-wheeler. We were able to walk out. Um, so we got out of there, got to the top of the hill. When we got to the top of the hill, the other neighbors had pulled their cars out into the street to block the road to stop everybody else from coming down the hill. So they had avoided probably multiple more accidents. There's a line of cars that they had all blocked from going down to the scene. And then we got to the top of the hill, and I'm, I'm like, all right, um, we're on a road that's impassable. I, it's dark at this point. It's, you know, about 5 o'clock. It's snow on the ground here, and uh, I have no idea what to do. So I asked one of the guys standing there, I was like, hey, give me a ride somewhere? And the guy was like, absolutely, hop in. And uh, one of the neighbors jumped in his F-150. He drove us up to the local grocery store, called my wife, and said, hey, crazy story. You're going to have to come <laughs> pick us up in Greenbrier, Tennessee at a grocery store. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's kind of how the scene ended that day. Uh, but that was just the start of the truck saga. So my first question is how dramatically have you been sued by the guy in the minivan? (laughs) So have not heard from him yet. Okay. But But insurance has been exchanged. I mean, that those talks are ongoing as far as I know. But have had no contact with him. The problem that I ran into, which is the most bizarre thing. So the accident occurred on December 26th. The truck was not removed from the side of the road until January 7th. Because they couldn't get to it or they're trying to recreate the scene or what? Nothing to do with the recreation. So the, the, the first attempt was on the 27th. The tow truck driver went out there early in the day and immediately determined there was no way he was going down there because it was still too icy, which I'm fine with. Well, he never actually went down to inspect the scene. He just turned around and left. So they let a couple days pass. Temperature warms up into the 60s. They send another guy down there, and then he can't figure out how to even begin to get it out of there because the trailer's jackknifed, it's in the trees, so he just leaves, doesn't tell anybody what he's found, so they think he just didn't do it. Well, they send another guy out there who then realizes the same thing and goes, okay, well, we're going to need totally different equipment. We're going to need some kind of truck with like a, a, a cable winch that can go down there and fish this thing out. So then he sends another truck out there. Well, then that guy goes out, and this is all over the course of multiple days. That guy goes out and decides, well, I'm on the, I'm on the downside of a blind hill, I'm not going to set up all this stuff and start towing this truck out of here unless the police come out and shut down the road because it's not safe for me to be out there. 
So then we have to wait two or three more days to coordinate with the local PD to shut the road down, to send the right equipment, to fish the truck and the trailer out. So all this time, I'm completely in limbo. I have no vehicle. I have no way to tow the trailer, uh, the other trailer, get the car, all these things I need to do. So what what do I do? I just go and buy a new truck. <laughs> so... <laughs> so I guess there was no uh, no pause in the service of the, of the guy that comes out to fill up, fill up your car with gas. Like he didn't show up. Well, I had to cancel a, a couple of weeks, yeah. That's oh, okay, question, I thought maybe, That's a great question. maybe he just came out and said, hey, he paid for 20 gallons and he just kind of poured it in your driveway. <laughs> just poured it out. So, yeah, so I started after about 10 days – I, I kind of realized, like, I have to have a truck because I had had a rental car. And I called the adjuster. I said, look, you know, because I'm getting pretty mad at this point because I assumed the vehicle was totaled anyways. But now it's sat out in the rain, the elements with no windows for 10 days. So now it's a, it's for sure totaled at this point. Now, let me assure you, a truck can last just fine if one <laughs> of the windows doesn't work and it sits out in the elements. I'll give you firsthand knowledge right now. What about the trailer? The What's trailer, the status of the trailer? The trailer is, is RIP. Uh, it does have insurance on it, so there will be a payment. But the entire tongue of the trailer broke during the accident. Okay. Uh, it, it is not repairable. So you've got to get another truck to tow said trailer to haul race cars and stuff. I've got to get another truck that can tow the larger trailer that was safely parked ah. during this incident. To go retrieve okay. the race car from Kentucky, to move the son's race car around, to do all the things we need to do. So, one more question. Let's just say you're not, you don't have professional race car driver in your resume. Are you still alive at, right now? Are you a dead person? And then we finally have KJ hosting this thing, which is what we've wanted all along. <laughs> I think that Ken Block and I would probably be running a time trial against each other right now. <laughs> I, will, I will say I don't know if, you know, any kind of superior, like, driving from that standpoint came into play, but it does sound like the ability to quickly make a decisive decision came into play. No. And I think that's yeah. part of racing. So it is. No, and, and I, I, I wanna, agree. I don't want to make, yeah, I don't want to make it sound like I'm glorifying myself too much, but I, I even told, uh, you know, I told my son and my wife both this. I said, I was very surprised at in the actual moment of when everything went wrong, how decisive and calm I was. Um, because I think the guy in front of me completely panicked. And, and I mean, he's very lucky. Like, if he had not have hit exactly where he did, uh, I don't think he would have survived. Wow. And I was able to, like, as soon as it started to slide, I saw him sliding way down in front of me. I saw the turn. And you have to make, like, a really bizarre split decision, which is, like, I'm going to intentionally crash here to avoid a really bad crash down there. And that was like a no hesitation decision. It was immediate. Like, this is the safest thing to do. Bam, we're doing it. And it worked. So, like, in that aspect, I feel pretty good about it. And, yeah, I think, you know, I think anytime you're, you know, driving race cars, you're doing things at higher speed, you're having to make, you know, all these decisions when something's happening 
at a slower speed, you're able to be decisive. So yeah, I feel like I felt really good. Like as weird as that sounds for somebody who, you know, wrecked a perfectly beautiful vehicle, I feel like it could have been a lot worse because I could have made it further down that hill and would have gained speed, would have lost the ability to do anything. It would have been at the mercy of wherever we went off the road. And that's not a situation I want. You know, that's, that was basically the thought process was I can control getting in this ditch on the right, at least to the best degree I can. And if I go any further, I have no control over what happens. Do you think the, the like bystanders, the other guy that wrecked when you climbed out the window and climbed on top and then did a backflip <laughs> off the roof to celebrate. Do you think they thought that was maybe a little poor, excessive? Yeah, yeah poor taste. Yeah, that's why that the litigation's probably pending. But he's got that he's got that on video. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, the thing that Dave Ramsey wouldn't approve of right now is I am desperately waiting for them to figure out the amount of money they're going to send me because I'm in a weird situation. So I had that truck paid off. Like I bought it for cash. Oh yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that before. So I bought a new one and the, the basically the deal at CarMax is if you finance it with them, they don't even like you have 30 days to bring the car back. Yep. No questions asked. So if you fill out the finance paperwork, they don't even turn it over to the bank for 30 days. Like they approve you. And then the 30 days go by. If you keep the car, then the, fi- then the bank, the financing gets sent to the bank. And then they have like, then you have like 15 days and then you owe your first payment like 45 days later. So the dangerous game I'm playing is I'm assuming that I will get a fair cash settlement for this other truck, and then I will walk into CarMax and say, just kidding about financing with you guys, let me write you a check, and we'll be done. But if something snags where you know they don't issue the check, or there's an investigation, or God forbid they decide they're going to try to fix the car instead of total it, <laughs> then uh, my first car payment will be $1,450. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Do February the 24th. Okay. Yikes. Well, shout out to CarMax. Who is, uh, who you have insurance with? Can that be shared here? Uh, yes. If you're Please don't say the... it's the general. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gecko. The gecko. Okay. And you know what? The gecko's done done right by me in the past. Yeah. So I, uh, my wife was involved in an incident where she was not at fault, and the person who was was with the gecko and very treated very fairly. Did Flo show up? Or... <laughs> no. It's kind of a personal question. I can ask her if she did, but it's a very <laughs> personal question. Not, not what I meant. Um, so no injuries, so no, no hospital visit? No hospital visit. Uh, I had a little bit of blood that I got from climbing out of with a small oh. cut on my finger. Nothing to worry about. And you know, <laughs> the sun, Did you put a tampon on it? <laughs> the sun had a little bit of PTSD that night, but nothing after that. So there was, there was a little moment there when the lights were out that um, maybe some trauma. That's but, uh, it's understandable. No, and, and, you know, we've been uh, – we've gone and towed – trailers around with a new truck already move some stuff around and we're good so really the only 
the only outstanding thing is is if by some stroke of incredibly bad luck the uh Geico's not able to get my uh my check by the 24th of February that's really the only um the only issue because I I uh I have pride myself in of not having paid a finance charge in a very very long time and I don't want to break my streak uh on this but <laughs> okay yeah so you replaced it with another F250 or are we going in another and direction? I okay. was able to get a, uh, a couple model years newer, uh, which is crazy because the other one was relatively new and, and less miles, but very comparable. Same color, looks the same. In fact, if you didn't know, well, you would think it was I, the What same I would vehicle. say, most of where you look, where you live is the same color and looks the same, so... <laughs> I don't think your truck is really standing out here. <laughs> That's fair. So, Tommy, when... Yeah. I mean, I think this is fairly standard when you're looking at cars and the uh, the salesman always points out the safety features. <laughs> you're usually like, yeah, I know. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> we got it. But yeah, I will, uh, I will send you boys some video and pictures afterwards of the scene. I, I wanted to tell you the story before I shared too much, but it is... Uh, Man, that it's quite is quite a traumatic experience. But yeah, my uh Yeah, that's a big one. My summary is hey, airbags, thumbs up. Yeah. I think the the fact that your new truck is essentially a lookalike could play in your favor if the guy you hit ever tries anything like I wasn't there. My truck's in the parking <laughs> yeah, I don't lot. I'm talking about. It's great. It looks perfectly <laughs> fine here. <laughs> Well, we're glad that you're here because we need someone to edit and post the podcast. It would <laughs> no, be and really that was really the last thought that went through my mind right before the impact. Yeah. I was like, what if we record another one? Who's <laughs> I mean, there's no way they're going to be able to figure that out. I need to tell this story. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, the last time we recorded those many weeks and months ago, Dave was, uh, he was headed to London. Did we have any... Uh, did we crash into anything there? <laughs> no, no, but uh had a good had a good time. Uh I got two quick quick London stories. Um the first one were it you know, it was, it was mainly a work trip, but we stayed uh stayed through a weekend on the end to kind of have some good times, go check things out. So we're they have uh we're walking around like one of the their big parks, right? It's near Buckingham Palace and all that, right? So very touristy, whatever. So we're walking around. It's me and and two guys I work with, and uh, we're walking to the, like this old pub that we wanted to check out. So we've been walking for a little while. One of them's got the man. He's like, "Man, I gotta pee. I've had to pee for like thirty minutes." <laughs> and uh, so we're walking by this park, and we're like, "Man, there's probably a." you know, park bathroom. So we walk a little ways and we see like, you know, a building, you know, it's several hundred yards away, but it looks like a bathroom. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go over there. <laughs> so we, uh, me and the other guy are kind of waiting around for him. We see him walk over there, <laughs> kind of lose a little sight of him. And then <laughs> pretty quickly he comes <laughs> coming back in almost like a slight jog. <laughs> And he gets back, and we're like, "Man, what happened?" He's like, "He's like, so I walk up there, and you know, it is a park bathroom, 
and he's got the you know two entrances one side says girls one side says boys and he starts walking in and immediately like five people around start yelling at him like just screaming at him and apparently it's like legit like girls and boys like kids only no and he like you know he's a 40 year old man he starts walking in there they're all like flipping out because apparently (laughs) you're supposed to know oh no yeah so (laughs) we kicked him in the nuts about that the whole trip about how he was gonna be on a watch list and get stopped at customs and um but no here's the story i really think you guys will enjoy so that weekend looking around for stuff to do and there's like a little town outside of london um blanking on the name of it but uh they had a, a rugby match and it's like a small town it's super old so we go there and uh you know they have like a little pub we got lunch at and then it i mean one of the coolest experiences is because you like start walking we're like oh the you know stadiums over here so we start walking and like it's just a mass of people like the whole town is walking and they have like this kind of winding through the little like you know woods so we were go you wearing there. the opposing team jersey just to troll <laughs> no but hold that thought so we get there so the team is uh the team name is the harlequins and i'm trying to remember the name of the city um but super cool super cool uh experience so we get there and i was like man i wonder if uh wonder if i i can bet this right i wonder if my my bookies and uh Grovada did have did have odds on it so i'm like all right let's go so you gotta bet the home team right like you want to i mean of course everyone's gonna be you know you want to feel camaraderie with your fellow fans and so they were a favorite they were like a i think minus 17 point favorite so we're like is that a big number in rugby uh, rugby, it's similar to Feels football, big. like college football scoring, I would say. Like, All right. I think the Feels total big. was like 58 or something like that. Uh, you got to bet the over, obviously. Well, so we... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we bet we bet that, and I think we bet the first half over. So we get out there. Like I said, they're a big favorite. They're supposed to roll this team. The Harlequins are absolute trash. <laughs> absolute garbage. So, like, the first half ends, I think it was like 12-0, the other oh, team. No. Oh, no. So, we lose all our bets. So, we look in at halftime, pull the pull the live betting up, and I think, the, like, I, I think the total to start the game was 67, now that I think about it. Yeah, it was 67. And like I said, it's 12-0. And I think it dropped to 58. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, 58? There's no way. Right? It's 12-0. We've watched this whole game. Nothing's happening. So there's only one thing to do now, and that's straight chase your losses. Double everything you've bet on the first half to win that back and more by betting the under. The live bet under. Oh, boy. This is, I don't I don't agree with any of this. <laughs> so, I mean, I have now I now have substantial money on this this under fifty eight. 
So, we're, they start the second half. I think uh, the other team scores, the Harlequins score, but it's, I mean, we're still gold. Like, they're, there's three minutes left, and they're 20 points away. And, I mean, high fives all around. So then, uh, the other team, I think they both scored. I think the Harlequin scored and then the other team scored. So now, like, we're within six. But the other team scored with, like, three seconds left. So we're, like, we're still, like, the game's over. So, you know, they whatever I don't know what you call the start after a score but they do that <laughs> the is it game, a scrum I don't think that's a scrum that's so the only re- thing I know about rugby is a scrum they restart the game there's three seconds left and from the half like there it's not soccer there's no extra time there's no nothing so like when the half hit zero it was over we're done so we're sitting there and the three seconds expire and the clock is at zeros, and they're oh, still playing. I know, I know what's happening here. Is this and we're extra like, time? We're like, no, there is no extra time. Like, there's so no what like is this. Well, I have no idea. So we're sitting there and we're watching it. And we're kind of looking at each other, and uh, they're playing and they're playing. And we're like, what are they waiting for? A guy gets tackled. Keep playing. The ball goes out of bounds. They keep playing, <laughs> and we're like. What's happening? So, I mean, we're playing minutes with the clock at zero. And the Harlequins have the ball. Like, they're backed up. You know, I don't know if a rugby field's 100 yards. It's probably not. But they're all the way down at their end. And I kid you not, they do the little lateral pass. A guy kind of runs over to the side. And it's complete give up by the other team. Like, they, like... Those videos where it's a disabled kid that they just let score. Okay. Like, Easy. He's making a comparison. I'm making a comparison to paint the picture for you. I'm just surprised he only said disabled. Yeah, that's true. So, the guy, like, runs the whole field and scores to put the game over with no one even trying to stop him. And you so, don't know why they were even playing. So we start looking at the rules of rugby. Of course, after I've bet substantial money on this game, <laughs> we decided to look at the rules. So apparently, and this was what was funny, I think we Googled, what did we Google? It's like timing rules of rugby. The first sentence is, a rugby match can go on indefinitely. <laughs> it goes, once time expires at the end of the match, the game can only end by... It was maybe a change of possession, but out of bounds isn't a change of possession. I'm not sure. But there's like two things. It was something or a score. And because the Harlequins were down so much, like a score didn't win them the game. Like eventually the other team's just like, well, let them score and just right. end it. And yeah, we got jobbed by... <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. But when you don't know the rules... It is like the most mystifying thing. You're just sitting there watching it. You're like, what is happening? What a dumb sport. I'll tell you yeah. this. Was it, was it fun to be there? It was super fun. I mean, we had, of course, you know, everything's on the company dime. So we're like, yeah. 
center field, second row. I mean, and it was all the, you know, UK, you know, soccer. Like, everyone's got a chant. Like, they're singing songs. It's the whole gimmick. Um, super cool to watch. And boy, man, because, like, the bench was right in front of us. Those are some big old dudes that you would not yeah. want to mess with. Yeah. Yeah, so they you were, some size. You were you uh you were mouthing off from the second row about hey I got money on this game. I was like, listen, <laughs> Swole Society, check it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. and then the I know I sent you guys pictures, but flying back was the uh, week before F one at Coda, so I got to fly back with a lot of the F one teams flying from London to Austin. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yes. They were in first class with you. I believe you said that Lando Norris himself was on the flight. Lando Norris was about three rows up and across on the other side from me. Now, would that be somebody you'd be more willing to engage in physical activity with than the rugby player? Absolutely. I would have destroyed him. (laughs) Was that that about the only time Lando Norris was towards the front of the... (laughs) Of the grid in 2022. Oh, and Glenn will like this. So, long flight. I decided to watch all of the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix series. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. (laughs) And I kid you not, every time the nice, proper English flight attendant would come by to see if I needed anything, it was on... Think of every super weird scene in that show which there was a lot it was on the worst one every single time oh that reminds me of glenn's unfortunate pausing story yeah i'm very aware of that now we just um we took the family vacation the week before christmas to new york and i don't have any huge stories from that because we basically did the most generic you know touristy stuff it was great but you know statue of liberty 9-11 uh, memorial museum and all that um but did on the you flight there tell the them flight about back, your podcast on 9-11 when you were there n- no i did not might have should have played um, some for them see if they found it as funny as you seem to find it that night that was conspiracies and we laugh at that was fodder Reserve like is that. What that was yeah that's true um but the flight there and the flight back i you know would pick something to watch on the the in-flight movie and then kind of get the uh I hadn't things I hadn't seen before and it would it would put up what the, you know if there's language if there's this whatever if there was anything that was nudity or close to it I was like we're not even chancing it because I'm not going through that again <laughs> when I've got a sprawled out naked human on my screen while the pilot is given instructions Oh, do we want to? We got NFL playoffs coming up, so we, we want to dive into the NFL and what? What is the? Uh, I guess what is the was the payoff when I finish in last? Hey, real quick, I, I got breaking wrestling breaking wrestling news. Oh, and this goes along with us committing to at least twelve, maybe more. Ricochet got engaged as of an hour ago. Mm. Really? So, Samantha Irvin, congratulations. You will also be getting <laughs> at least 12. 
possibly more. <laughs> isn't that one of the? Isn't she one of the ring announcers? She is. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> When there's like an extra, there's like an extra cushion in the chair. <laughs> we, we know why. <laughs> but congrats she, to them, obviously. When she's going to have to like slide under the bottom rope instead of stepping over. Yeah, we got it. Okay. That was a good line, Dave. Maybe the best line of the 2023 podcasting season. I think as a penalty, and this is table talk, we're, I'm open to everything, but I think some of our funniest shows have been the result of somebody being forced to review uh, a documentary or a movie or that they, they had to as a result of a, of a bet payoff. You know, we, our Loose Change episode, our uh, Flat Earth episode. Um, I think we got to go that direction again. Not that Nitro Wood wasn't funny. It was funny because we had to say Nitro Wood a bunch. But I think the <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the real payoff for the listeners of the show is is a review. And I'm open to suggestions. And we don't have to figure it out now. In fact, you know, we could discuss that on our next episode. But I will submit that the last time we did this, there was a documentary about a guy who had proposed to a woman, and she ultimately decided to reject his proposal because his uh, ricochet was not up to stuff. <laughs> And then he did an entire documentary where he traveled the world to find out if he actually really didn't have a ricochet or not. <laughs> trying to be delicate here since we're faith-based. I would love somebody to review that as long as it's not me. <laughs> so what, what, is, what is this called? I'll have to look the name. It had a really oh. funny name, but I do not remember. But, but I mean, <laughs> I, will, I will, if you Google small penis documentary. <laughs> uh, I'm not, not going to do that. Oh, you're not? Okay, well, I'll, I'll do it for you. Safe search. So it's not, called, it's, it's not called The King of Dong? <laughs> no, it's not a documentary about your dad. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that being said, um, I think if we can agree that it's a documentary or, or movie review, okay. and then we can go through with our picks today because the playoffs do start before we'll record again, unless we go daily. Uh, and then that's, yeah that's and then next episode TBD. yeah next episode we'll have a full preview of our Royal Rumble trip and we will have the penalty for the playoff bet if that works for you guys and there's a good chance yeah. Tommy will already be mathematically sure to lose <laughs> I'll tell you what man there's going to be two sets of footprints on that next episode because I have not been watching much wrestling lately so I'm going to need I'm going to need a lot of help from you two that's fine. No big deal. All right. Well, let's do this then. We'll start with the AFC, and I'm just going to go uh, top to bottom on this bracket. This is not the order in which the games are being played. Uh, but wild card game one, we have the Chargers of Los Angeles against Trevor Lawrence and Tony Khan, <laughs> AEW Zone, and Shad Khan in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll go so first. first. I'll go yeah, first I mean, on this go ahead. One. I mean, I guess we'll just kind of take turns going first, and you you can go first on this one. So, I'm guessing they're probably a very slight underdog, but I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers. 
I think it's I think it's Chargers uh, plus three. I think I think they're given the token three points. Mm. The uh, home field three points. The neutral field even match. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, we've got Dave with the LAC. These are two teams that you should never trust. It's a, a unique matchup because they're two teams playing each other you should never bet on individually. So the only thing for me that, that decides this is the very generic, it's always really tough for a team to travel all the way across the country oh boy. and play a game. So on Saturday night, they'll be jagging off in Jacksonville <laughs> once again as the, the Jaguars will get a playoff win for the first time in like five years. All right. Well, you heard it here first. All right. So, Glenn, you're going to be picking first on this one. Well, are you, are you going to make a pick or? Oh, I picked the Jaguars. I'm sorry. Oh, I wrote okay. it down on All the right. sheet. I, I may have. I, I was a victim of trauma a few weeks ago, so you have to be patient with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, we've got Baltimore traveling to Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow and the Bengals, the Bengals. Uh, no doubt Cincinnati. We don't even know if Lamar Jackson's going to play. No, we don't. Um, and we don't. And I don't even know that it matters if he does. No, and the that's Ravens why I'm also stink. Taking the Bengals. I think uh, the Bengals, and I don't know what the point spread is, but unless it's like more than nine or ten, I think the Bengals cover. That down, Dave. I am. I am also going Bengals, as Glenn and I can attest. Good things don't happen in Baltimore, so Baltimore uh, yeah. traveling to Cincinnati, they got no shot. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys had your your Baltimore time was marked by adversity. Yeah, that's not great. So uh, then the last wild card game in the AFC, we have the Dolphins of Miami traveling to face the Buffalo Bills. Um, looking over the injury report, DeMar Hamlin will not be available for the Bills if that affects anything. I'm picking first. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. I, I'm, I'm very high on Buffalo, as you'll find out. I will, I'll take the DeMar Hamlins as well. Okay. Absolutely. And I was going to say um, – also, I probably don't even watch. I mean, bother watching this game because the Bills are going to just absolutely destroy them. Quite a pronouncement. Yeah, Dave, we're going to be back around to you picking first here. Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, on the road at the site of WrestleMania twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Tampa Bay, what do you got? In front of the empty arena. Odd choice. In the um, warehouse. <laughs> to uh, copy uh, copy Glenn, I will say in their current state, neither of these teams should be trusted either. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, I will go Cowboys because I'm a huge homer, but. That's Am it. I next? Yeah. Yeah. Let the Cowboys ride. <laughs> yes. Dallas wins this. And I think the last I saw it was two and a half. I mean, anything less than three, I'm just picking whoever I think is going to win is going to cover. But Dallas wins and they cover. I'm not going to go against you there. And uh, 
not time for it on this podcast, but may get into it later. I got this chance to see the Cowboys play live and in person Thursday night in Nashville when they defeated the Titans. My vantage point was a suite, and I was the only Cowboys fan in there and was doing the feed Zeke to everybody in there that I didn't know. <laughs> Give me Dallas. <laughs> Glenn, you'll be picking first. We've got the Giants traveling to Minneapolis. A, uh, another city I visited this year. Gonna go ahead and say Trash City. Uh, just get that out on the record. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, who do you like in Giants v. Minnesota Vikings? Vikings. So I think this is um, this is kind of a trap from a gambling standpoint to take the underdog, but I'm going to step right in the trap, and I'm gonna take the Giants with the upset on the road. I was disappointed to hear you say that because <laughs> I've already filled out my pickup and this was my big deviation from the rest of the group. I also like New York in this game. I do not trust nor believe in the Vikings. Well, I have to go Vikings, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't feel great about it, but, you know. It's good uh, game theory. I think they'll be fine. I think it's they'll game theory. They'll defeat the Giants of New York by <laughs> kicking an outlawing ball through a giant. If you, want, if, you, if you want to stay on the podcast, you're going to have to get off the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Last game of the weekend, Seattle Seahawks at San Francisco. I believe this may be the largest point spread. I think it's at 10 right now. Goodness. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers here. I, I, I've got no time for the Seahawks. I'm taking 49ers too. I like the 49ers to win. Give If we're talking 10 points, give me the Seahawks yeah, nine to and cover, a half or though. 9.5 10 is what I'm seeing. So. If, if, I can nah. get that, if I can get that at 10 or buy it up to 10.5, give me the Seahawks to cover, but I like the 49ers to win. I think Brock's going to win seven by 17 or more. I, that's the thing with that team is you've still got a rookie seventh-round quarterback, and I'm wondering <laughs> if it's the playoffs and all of a sudden starts to be a little bit of pucker time, as Charles Barkley says, and uh, I wonder how he's going to respond. So, Don't think, I think we're going to have a Brock party. I think <laughs> – I think Seattle covers, but but yeah, the 49ers are going to win. They're not going to lose to the Seahawks. All right. Well, let's uh let's step into round 2. Step into the divisional round. The AFC will be easy because we're both uh staring down or we're all three staring down the Buffalo Cincy matchup, which nothing possibly could go wrong with those two teams play each other. <laughs> so, the other game would be the by receiving Kansas City Chiefs where Andy Reid's drawing mustaches on people's <laughs> faces on the plane. It's a great uh, commercial. It is. So in the case of uh, Dave, who I believe it's his turn to go first, it would be the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm going Chiefs. Okay, so that's, a, that's an easy one. Uh, for you, Glenn, it is the Jaguars against the Chiefs. Yeah, give me the, give me the chefs. That'll be like yeah. 38 to 6 going to be hard for me to argue with that so yeah. the second one of more interest uh we'll start with glenn um bingles bills man this is tough um 
in the little we saw in the Hamlin game, I, I felt like the Bengals were in control and looked like they had game planned very well. I'm going to say this. I believe I made it known last year on the podcast and on Twitter that I was taking the under on everything Matthew Stafford and Rams, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. I've been very – the Bengals are going to be the most disappointing team in the NFL this year. And I truly think the Bengals could win this, win the whole thing. But when you look up at the sky, the man that's looking down at you is DeMar Hamlin. And I'm taking the DeMar Hamlins to win this game. I mean, this is like a 30-28 to 28 thriller. And you, Honestly, you know what? You're going to think Buffalo's dead in the water in the last second. They're going to pull this out. Goodness. You could probably argue that the three best teams in the playoffs are all in the AFC. I think I that's not even hard. Tend to I think agree. the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals are probably the three. If I'm, if I'm being honest, they're probably the three best teams in the playoffs. I hate that this is happening so early. I'm going to go Buffalo as well. I think the NFL is a rigged league, and they want Buffalo to win the title this year, and I'm not going to stand in the way of that. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo. Uh, It's a tough one, but I'm going Buffalo. All right, so now we're going to jump over to the NFC. I'm going to be picking first. So, because I had the Giants upsetting the uh, Vikings, they will be playing the Eagles in an NFC East showdown. And I'm going to really shock the world here, and I'm going to take the Giants to move into the NFC Championship beating the Eagles in Philadelphia. Okay. Well, you're you're obviously... You've Googled (laughs) small penis recently. (laughs) Dave, because the Giants. No, no, no. Uh, Let me go. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. It's Dave's turn. We got. <sighs> we got to be fair here. Okay, you, go you ahead. You hold that. You hold on to your. Yeah, you hold on to yourself because Dave is going to have to pick between the Cowboys and the Eagles because he put the Vikings in. Ah, uh, yes, yes. All right. So, and Jalen Hurts. What's his status? <laughs> I mean, he played. <laughs> you should have thought of that before you picked the game. He played I last didn't week. Pick anything yet? <laughs> He played last week and he looked tremendous. Just making terrible. Terrible. <laughs> His QBR was above zero. I'd say that, but I mean, he's going to play. They're off this week. Yeah, he will play. He's got a buy. They got a bye week. Yeah, he's He'll be playing. All right. I'm taking the Eagles over the Cowboys. So Dave has the Eagles moving through, and Glenn, now please, Giants Eagles. Oh, the Giants stink. The Eagles are going to destroy them. <laughs> This is where I'm going to win this this uh, this whole bet. Uh, the other game in the NFC with Dave picking first, uh, all uh, a full uh, full docking uh, by us all in this game. Forty um, Niners versus. Well, actually, no. I'm sorry. It's not full dockage because Glenn and I have Forty Niners Cowboys. Dave will have Forty Niners Vikings. So yeah, 49ers. Dave, Forty Niners Vikings. Who do you got? 49ers. Okay. Glenn, 49ers, oh. Cowboys. Who do you have? So, you know, they say the, they say the Cowboys don't play well on grass, and they definitely have a grass field as far as I know, 
out west, but I feel like the weather is going to be real nice out there. So it's not going to hurt the speed. Let's ride again. The Dallas Football Cowboys will advance to the first NFC Championship game since 1996. Wow. And you know what? When we when we start sliding down that icy hill, I'm going to be holding your hand because give me Dallas ruining another San Francisco playoff run. I love it. All, all right. right, boys, we're, we're, here we are. We're at the championship games in are the we, AFC. Do we all have Chiefs-Bills? We all have Chiefs-Bills. And keep in mind, this is going to be on a neutral field. We don't know where. We don't We don't know if it's going to be in Indianapolis at, uh, or Bedford. It's at Nissan Stadium. <laughs> I may be at this. Man. Well, hey, if it's at AT&T Stadium, I might, I might be at this. So I believe it is my turn to go first. And I'm going to go ahead and take Buffalo avenging everything and go into the Super Bowl. I already had it written down. Go Bills. Bills over Chiefs. I think this will be I think this will be a very close game, but in the closing minutes the DeMar Hamlin musical play. <laughs> Pyro will go off, and he will make a clutch pick six to win the game. Give me the Bills. Wow. All right, <laughs> NFC, we're not, we're not fully aligned. In fact, we're all different. So since we are, I'll just let Dave go first. You've got Philadelphia playing the 49ers at Philly. What do you got here? 49ers. Glenn, you have Philadelphia Dallas. Do it. We haven't seen it in so long. And it, it's time. But with that said, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> give me the give me the Eagles. All right. I don't think the New York Giants are going to be able to hang with the Cowboys here. <laughs> Give me the Cowboys by double digits. Go into the Super Bowl. So here we go. We've got two of you with a Buffalo-Philly Super Bowl, and then you've got me with a Dallas-Buffalo Super Bowl. Well, let's, let's go back in reverse. So you, you go, then yeah. I'll go, then Dave will go. So here's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a repeat of 1994, and it's going to be 52-17 <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've got Philadelphia and Buffalo. You do. All I'm saying is there's only one Hamlin that will ever win a championship. And his name is Damar. And he will ascend to the heavens as the Bills wallop the Eagles 40-21 to 21 in Super Bowl, whatever number it is, like 57, whatever it is. All right. Dave, to close the books on picking. 
well, it's sad that it's Buffalo and Philly because both of those are trash cities. <laughs> but I'm going Buffalo Bills all the way. Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. They they uh, beat beat Cincinnati and then they just roll the whole way. I think the Cincinnati game will be the toughest one they have. I agree. That's the key right there. I th- I I'm calling it right now. Whoever wins the Bills Cincinnati game is winning the Super Bowl. You don't even need to watch if you don't want to after that. Now, if Cincinnati loses to Baltimore, then <laughs> uh, we can revisit. But that's who's winning the Super Bowl. Cincinnati loses to Baltimore. You may be googling small penis documentary. <laughs> oh, all right, gentlemen. Well. It was a great show with the promise of many more to come. There was a lot of stuff we didn't even get to today. I think we've got enough for another episode pretty short. I mean, I, I had a chance to travel internationally. I've got to tell you guys about that. Left the country. Um, we've got the Mr. Sandwich appearance in Tennessee that we have to cover in some detail. Huh? Hey. A, lot, a lot of things. A lot like of we things. said, the floor is 12 episodes for the year. The the ceiling is the roof, as the great, the great Michael Jordan once said. No, you got some scars, but I promise that I got you. Stars singing like Sinatra, fly me to the moon. There ain't nothing that can stop you. Yeah, my thoughts get dark, but you shine so bright. Yeah, you shine so bright. You got me singing out every night. Baby, I love you to the moon. Baby, I love you to the moon.